What up, what up? Episode 15 of the fourth quarter podcast. Code a long time, no talk. Dude, very long time. I'm sure you guys have really missed us between these just probably several minutes, maybe even less. Um, Ben, I think I'm stealing your thunder here, but I'm already in the flow. So tell me who's your favorite number 15. I love it. I'm going to pick the one that I think you're not going to pick. I'm going to pick Patrick Mahomes, quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the sexy pick here. Um, I thought that you might pick another one. Who do you have, my friend? Uh, I'm actually curious because maybe I'm missing someone. I think I'm missing someone that I should be more biased toward. Because I was actually going to say specifically prime Carmelo Anthony, Denver Nuggets. Um, Amazing. Um, But now I'm really curious. Who did you think I was going to pick? Fantastic answer. The one and only Vince Carter. Vince Sanity himself. I was between Vince and Mello, but then I I feel like I remember watching Prime Mello in Denver more than I'd watched Vince Carter. So it kind of, you know, hit home a little more. Um, But also with the NBA world, seven years ago today, the late great RP Kobe Bryant dropped 60 points in his last career game against the Jazz. I was watching that live. Uh, Incredible performance means even more now in hindsight uh where were you during that game were you watching that i was i was my one of my best buddies and i matthew dean we watched it and were appalled because kobe who we both love took like 50 shots to get 60 <laughs> points but that's one way to do it hey i i respected the hell out of it i loved it he was such a great one man and that yeah. was just um it was like what four years almost exactly before he passed in february of the yeah. 2020 i think so yeah wow man it's been it's been too long. It really has already. Yeah. Um, man. And, and speaking of the NBA, we just had a lot of fun things, uh, fun things happen. So today, Mike Brown announced, announced as the NBA coach of the year. Mike Brown, friend of the show. Uh, Coda, <laughs> just thoughts on on what he accomplished with the Kings uh, as they secured the three seed recently. Uh, great. I mean, we, we've talked about him a bunch in this podcast. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that we're big Mike Brown fans. Um, really just took a team with a ton of potential that hadn't been able to put it together and put it together. Um, and it, it's really exciting because you look at the Kings roster, nothing against anyone on that roster. There's not, no offense to Darren Fox, there's not really a bona fide superstar on that roster. Um, so it's just really, really impressive what Mike Brown's done. So completely deserved, really couldn't have imagined anyone else walking away with that award. He's just a lovable, lovable guy. Um, and I think he's a hell of a coach because frankly, this is not a number three seed team. I'm going to just be honest. It's not a lot of people are saying, Oh, De'Aaron Fox and all NBA talent this year. Sure. Okay. Maybe. Sabonis, whatever it is, I don't even have to say his name. Demonda Sabonis, I don't know. He's a he's a big dude. Not an NBA, all NBA guy, but no. the, maybe their maybe their pick and roll is all NBA. I'll give them that. Um, possibly the most hated upon three seed that I've ever seen. Yeah, most people are crazy. favoring they're favoring our Warriors, who granted are a bus ride away, yeah. but. Um, I think, you know, as we kind of look at these playoff series coming up, Coda, I think it's worth noticing um, almost to a T, you know, we mm-hmm. predicted exactly what would happen. Granted, it wasn't that far out. No, but, but still. But against us, 
Uh, we got a couple seven and eights wrong. So to credit to the Lakers, they actually pulled off the seven seed despite yep. making it incredibly interesting. Yep. Shout out to AD for one of the stupidest fouls I've ever seen in my entire life. And more Insane. importantly, more importantly to Mike Conley, who has ice in his veins and made those threes with no time on those three free throws and no time yeah. on the clock. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Lakers avoided uh, a date with the Nuggets only to get a highly super athletic date with the Memphis Grizzlies. Surprising. Yeah. Also, um, in the East, the Atlanta Hawks shocked the Miami Heat and are now playing the Boston Celtics. I'm not as excited about that as I was at a Heat-Celtics matchup. So, no. um, yeah, I think that's kind of worth noticing. Coda, in terms of how the other playoff series are shaken out. I mean, what are just kind of to refresh us, what are you looking at? What are you excited about getting juiced about this weekend? Yeah. I mean, I think a series that I might be the most excited about that I think the least amount of people are talking about is that four or five seed matchup in the Eastern Conference with the Cavs and the Knicks. Uh, two young, exciting teams that have kind of flown under the radar all year, um, but really good teams. Um, and no one's talking about that matchup, but that's a really fun matchup. I think both of them match up really well together. I don't think either team's going to run away with that series. I could easily see that going six or seven. And on the Western Conference side, I think we've mentioned this one. We were hoping this would be the case is that Suns Clippers matchup. I really, really think that's going to be an awesome series. Um, I want to say I'm excited for the Lakers Grizzlies series. I think everyone's going to be like, oh, let's LeBron. They're going to take it. I think the Grizzlies are just way too much for a pretty slow aging Lakers team. So, yeah, Western Conference, Suns and Clippers, Eastern Conference, Cavs and Knicks. Those are the two I'm really excited to watch. I think that's really well said. I mean, hell of a turnaround for Jalen Brunson going from a, a Robin to a to a Batman. I mean, hell, he really yeah. took the Knicks to the next level this year. Yeah. I think Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland has been about as seamless as it could be, right? He basically is the same no player he was. No talking about it. It's crazy. He, he had like, a great season. Dude, yeah. You didn't hear like yeah. a 70-point game, too? I mean, like, yeah. he's just been the guy on a team that, like, it really speaks to their, their team as well. Bickerstaff yep. and his squad have just got – clearly a great thing going there with like a Garland mm -hmm. and a Mitchell an Allen a Mobley, right? Like a lot of it's personalities. Yeah. yeah. So I think we see, we see the Cavs coming out of that series and I think they could make some noise potentially. Um, yeah. But I'll, I'll remind us as well down the stretch. I'm texting with Ryan Davis and Dakota Hodge, Devis right? Davis And we're texting about this. Are the Clippers going to, purposely blow this game in order to secure a date with the Kings. It looked down the stretch like the Clippers who had it in their control yep. to lose the game and get the sixth seed and play the Kings or to win the game against the same team they would then be playing, the Phoenix Suns, yep. to, to secure a date with them. Honestly, Coda, I'm Ty Lu. I blow that game. I play Agreed. the Kings. Agreed. I was shocked that they decided to win that game. And again, yep. we're all about, you know, investigations of tanking yeah. and of blowing <laughs> games. But I really thought that was noteworthy of like, as a Warriors fan, I'm sweating because I don't want to play the Suns in round one. Yep. I want to play the Kings. And we almost got gifted that because we beat the living crap out of the Trailblazers. Insane game, dude. So that I think was really noteworthy. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's let me just 
put it to you straight. Yep. Lakers, sorry, Clippers, Suns. Do you see the Clippers having any more success in that series, or do you think they would have had a lot better shot against the Kings? Am I crazy? I think they would have had a much better shot against the Kings. Um, I think the Clippers, Clippers Suns series is really exciting. Lots of star power in that series. But the Suns down the stretch, especially when Kevin Durant played, I, I think they were undefeated when he played. Um, he shot like a 60-50-90 in games with the Suns. They looked insane. Um, yeah. So I yeah. agree with you. I, I remember watching that and just being like, what are they doing? Like, why would you not take the Kings? And no disrespect to the Kings. The Suns are just hot. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I think the Suns will take that series. I think it was a wild decision from, from Ty Lue there. Well, let me, let me wrap our NBA segment with this. Um, first of all, if, um, if current history is any indication, the Suns should win the championship this year. They're eight and O in games that Kevin Durant has participated in. Like, That's frankly, crazy. it's just, it's just insane. I'll tell you who's not eight and O in games participated. Kyrie <laughs> with the Mavs. Frankly, they should just move him. They should just get rid of I him, agree. in my opinion. He's a cancer to locker him. Yeah. And it seems like there's a real chance he'll go to the Lakers. I think that's also a terrible idea. But the guy who I really want to see move is Mr. Dame Dollasign Lillard in Portland, whose career is just getting wasted, frankly. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard this, and I'd really like to see, man, move him to Miami. Pair him with Butler and gang. He is a shooter. That, He's exactly that- what they need change that team that that's that's a 55 60 win team I mean that would change that team um no I I mean as an Oregon boy um I respect Damian Lillard so much he has based his whole career off being loyal um but I think we're kind of seeing that in professional sports loyalty doesn't always you know get you you know to the top um and he he really deserves the chance to to move somewhere that's just going to give him more opportunity to win uh so we're definitely synergetic there uh but moving on to a, another professional sports league that I'm really excited to start to dive into um we very very smallly mentioned this on the podcast major league baseball which has been a really fantastic start for the league uh the games i think on average are like 235 a pop uh, yeah. There's been some great rule changes. It's just fun to watch. Um, I think time between pitches I saw is like 11 point something seconds so far. It's just really fantastic. The game's moving. It's fun to watch. Um, I want to shout out the Tampa Bay Rays. 13 and 0. Tied for the best start in MLB history. Uh, no one started that well since 87 Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, crazy. They have a, I have a chance tomorrow to get that 14 and 0 record against the Blue Jays, uh, in Toronto, eight and four. So that won't be an easy dub. So they'll earn it. Um, yeah. Do you, have you watched any baseball this season? Have you watched the, the Rays or anything? You know, like the masters, I actually have been oddly getting excited about other sports. So yeah, baseball Ooh. has, and I think, you know, kudos to the Rays. I just mixed kudos and shout out. Cows <laughs> doubt to, to the Rays. That's an amazing feat. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, the 87 Brewers, 82 Braves, the only other teams to ever start 13 and 0. Yeah. Um, I will mention my Yankees are eight and four. Currently, they're about to get their they're getting their asses handed to them by the twins, eleven to one. I just checked it. So we'll be eight and five. But um couple of strong starts from some, you know, relevant teams, which I think gets people excited about a year. Totally. Um, and I wanted to just ask you as we as we kind of move very quickly through this beautiful game, uh, how are how are the Dodgers starting out of the gate? 
It's a, it's been an up and down start. Lots of new faces. You're sitting at seven and six. Haven't really been able to string together wins or losses. Um, I do want to mention uh, Max Muncy. I don't know if you know the name. Uh, great hitter. Big power hitter. Had one of the worst starts to the season I had ever seen. He was, I have it down, four for 33 with 16 strikeouts. Then we went to the Bay. We played San Francisco. He's historically really good against the Giants. And in three games, he had five home runs and 11 RBI. So just something happens when we play the Giants. Max Muncy turns it on, hoping that that gets him going a little bit. The Dodgers will be fine. Don't sound the alarms yet. Uh, but Ben, that was enough of the MLB. We got to get people in this a little slowly. Take us back to a sport that our listeners are very comfortable with. Yeah, let's let's talk about the gridiron. Um, and and I'll just shout out to to Max Muncy, man. You know, maybe you need to become a giant someday if you play so well in the Bay Area. I mean, Honestly, you know, not a bad idea. You might be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of teams that don't feature many Hall of Famers, my Washington <laughs> Commanders are again. We're just hitting them with all kinds of hot off the press stuff today. I cannot wait for people to listen to this because. Yep. Um, this is going to be probably the first, if not one of the first uh, segments on this news story, thanks to my friends at ESPN, and we just happened to hit it hot. Um, I'm so passionate about this. It is report reportedly happening. Daniel Snyder has reportedly agreed on a preliminary, non-exclusive agreement, whatever the hell that means, Ooh, with one, Josh Harris and his group, Note on that in a second. Okay. For a record $6.05 billion deal, which would be a record. Okay. Why do I love this? First, secretly baked into that, Mitchell Rails, no one cares, a DC billionaire, and Magic Johnson are in the same group. So this is actually the Magic Johnson group. It just ha so happens that Josh Harris is worth $5.8 billion. So he's yep. going to be the one paying for actually most of this. Right. Um, but I just wanted to kind of keep, hit with you a couple of reasons of why this is a really good thing. One, yep. Jeff Bezos is not taking over the whole world. Okay. So yes. stick with Amazon, Jeff, no commanders for you. Two, Josh Harris is from Bethesda, Maryland. My grandma lives in Rockville, which is right next to Bethesda. That is the perfect place to be a commander's owner and a commander's fan. He probably grew up a Redskins fan. I love this 100%. Yep. Three, maybe. Um, he's an, He owns an asset management firm. So he works in finance just like me. So I got a, I got a real soft spot for that. Four, he already owns three sports franchises. The Sixers, the Devils, and part of Crystal Palace, which is a soccer team, if you didn't know. Yep. The perfect decision. Dan Snyder, you got it right. Good job. I'm yep. just thrilled. Like, truly. It's just one of the greatest things that could have happened today. I love it for you. I, I love it for you. You We've been talking about this. You've been waiting to see what's going to happen with that with that uh, franchise. And, no, I agree. This is like an A-plus move. Well, well done. So another piece, uh, and, and I do want to kind of hear a little bit of your thoughts on what might be down the road. And again, this will be kind of part of our, you know, next couple of next couple of weeks will be how is this draft going to shake out? So hot off the press, Bryce Young is now favored, according to Caesars and a couple other sports books, to be the number one pick. Coda, have you heard this? What do you think about this? Are they right? Um, 
they are probably right. Um, and you know, the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud conversation, it's been like this for the last really two years. Um, when we knew that these guys were going to be really good. Uh, they're probably right. He's probably going to go number one. I'm going to stake my claim right here and say it, though. He will not be a good NFL quarterback. I just don't see it. I don't, whether it's the side. I mean, look at the history of Alabama to NFL quarterbacks. It, it just doesn't usually bode well. Um, I know the whole Tua conversation, the dude's not that great. Um, I don't really think Bryce Young's going to be a number one pick quality player. I do think he's going to go number one. So I'm, I'm that's my hot take. I'm, I'm staking my claim right here. I love that. Let me dig in with you on that for a second, because I uh, I think I would feel the similar amount of passion if C.J. Stroud went number one. Um, mm. I actually don't really think C.J. Stroud is going to be a prolific quarterback, and I would yeah. disagree with taking him number one. So I actually am pumped that they're going to take Bryce Young. Why is that? I think above the shoulders – Bryce Young is the better quarterback. I think decision-making, I think as a quarterback, you'll thinker. I think he's just superior. However, I think most of this league, unfortunately, is going to be about how how do they hold up below the shoulders. And so I think I would draft C.J. Stroud number one if I was the Panthers. I'm kind of surprised. I really thought he's going to go to the Panthers. I thought the Texans would get their guy in Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. Um, Frankly, we really have a lot to be excited about. Will Levis could be the best out of it. Hell, Anthony Richardson could go to the Seattle Seahawks who trade up to number three with the Cardinals yes. and get their guy to, to wait on. I don't know. No, it's going to be know fascinating. How I feel about that. Yeah, that would that would be something. I'm sure I would go on a 10-minute rant about that one. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and here's another thing that we could rant about. So um, I'll just I'll just put this here. This is actually another point. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, period. It's happening. We're not sure when. Um, David Bakhtiari, who's one of his best friends, his left tackle, has basically all but confirmed that's done. Just hasn't actually happened. When I heard that, I knew this is actually happening. Boom. Wasn't sure. What we have no freaking idea about still is where Lamar Jackson's going to go. We do have a hint, though, Coda. And that's that um, if, if they're willing to do this in the receiver realm, maybe they're going to change their mind in the quarterback realm. The Baltimore Ravens paid $15 million guaranteed for a year for OBJ, one Odell Beckham Jr. What in the hell are they thinking, Kona? It's it's an insane move. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it, it really looks like a very desperate move by a franchise to get a, a quarterback to stay. Um, and with the amount they're paying him, it tells me they I feel like they've offered Lamar something um, because there's no conceivable reason you would pay Odell Beckham Jr. that much money for a year. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't know. No disrespect to OBJ. His prime was fantastic. If I'm Lamar, I'm not looking at a signing of Odell Beckham Jr. as the reason I'm coming back to a team that's not as enticing as I think the Ravens maybe think it is. Uh, so, no, I think it was just the craziest move I've seen in a long time. I think the last thing I'll say in this podcast is that Baltimore, sign Lamar Jackson for the love of God. OBJ is not your number one receiver, but for whatever reason, you really like old guy receivers. And Lamar can do things with OBJ, yeah. but you cannot do anything with Tyler Huntley and OBJ. 
So sign freaking Lamar, please and thank you. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength there. Uh, We'll definitely have to see where that goes. So come back next week, and I'm sure we'll have – hopefully maybe we'll have some more Aaron Rodgers information because everyone knows how much we love talking about that beautiful man on this podcast – uh, I did want to mention our three for three NBA is officially done for the year. Uh, we'll obviously add to our overall records as the NBA playoffs get going. Uh, but we finished Ben six and nine, me eight and seven. Looks like a blowout. Honestly, it's a small sample <laughs> size. So Ben, don't beat yourself up. With our NFL three, three for three, that puts us at 18 and 18 for Ben, 20 and 16 for me. We're going to have a lot to go with those records, the NBA playoffs this year. Definitely come back to see that. And the NFL drafts right around the corner. We're going to do some mock drafts. It's going to be fun. Lots of info. As you guys know, we're always right on top of our predictions 100% of the time. Uh, So come back next week for all that and more on the fourth quarter podcast.